0: Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Southern California.
1: Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I'm the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project. I am coming to you from Harlem. It's a bit cold, and I'm a new father because I have a new, brand new 10-month-old kitten named Amsterdam Amsterdam Thelonious, and um, (laughs) he's a pistol.
2: Hey, I'm Seth Rodney. And I am uh, the Opinions Editor at the Hyperallergic Blog Online, and I'm speaking to you from Newburgh, where it's gray and hazy, but thankfully quiet, quieter than uh, my old stomping grounds in the South Bronx.
0: This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to think through things out loud and together. Um, and I actually was really running late today because had all these technical difficulties, so I didn't have a chance to to chat with uh, Stephen and Seth before the podcast. So excuse me uh, while I do that for a second. So how are you guys? Hey,
2: all right, can't complain. Shit, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> <Hey, you're still laughs> <able> to sit <laughs> up and and take nourishment. <laughs>
1: there you go. I mean, what are you complaining about? And also, we were talking about time. How quickly uh-huh. time has gone. A minute, it was, hey, happy new year. Another minute, insurrection. At the end, it's just 29th. <laughs> Where did January go and how, you know, as you get older, time seems to go a little bit quicker? Yeah. 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 yeah
0: I've read I've read that the, the quicker thing as you get older is because uh, li- your life becomes more routinized. And so mm. your perception of time um, is compressed because of that. And when you're younger, experiences are very new. And so it becomes okay. more immersive. You feel like I, 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 I've read that. I don't know that I entirely believe it, though. Like, for I mean, Seth, your 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 life is not routinized at all. I mean, your mm. your schedule uh, varies from varies wildly. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. It,
2: it does, but but I think the other com- more compelling uh, reason or explanation, I should say, for time seeming to move faster when we're older. It's math. It's basic math. When I, I was saying this to Stephen earlier, that when you're 12, a year is one twelfth of your life. It's a huge chunk. Mm-hmm. But when you're 50, as I am now, it's one fiftieth of my life. So mm-hmm. it's like a much, much, much smaller chunk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, ergo, your internal you know perception. Right? Yeah, your right. internal
0: perception of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also know, Stephen, you got a cat. So, yes.
1: So that is, he's been figuring out this place. Um, He jumped into my arms when I went to the shelter last Saturday Mm. to um, adopt him. I was like, oh yeah, this is the one. Mm. (laughs) This is the one. Mm. We're leaving right now. Mm. And came home in an hour and a half after running around the house, just trying to figure out where he is. I was laying halfway down on the couch and he came Mm. and just slept on my right shoulder for over an hour. Like I didn't want to move. Uh-huh. And I have to stop myself from treating him like a human baby mm-hmm. that was having trouble leaving the house one day. I was like, what is he going to do? Is he going to rip up her- is he going to cry? is he going to cry? I was like, Fullwood, you can't be in the house 24 7, so knock it off. You know, then I went Wait. to the store, realized Wait. he wasn't even studying me when I came on. He's just laying down. What? <laughs> so I um, have had cats off and on all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't mind managing the cat. This is a very affectionate, affectionate, and very aggressively affectionate so mm-hmm. he's like what are you doing who are you talking to who are these people what's going on <laughs> you know and then of course catnaps like most of the day <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's lovely i enjoy him mm-hmm. a lot
0: nice oh, that's great yeah uh, i mean do you uh, and we can you yeah, know transition to the to our topic uh, in a second but do you uh, at all is, is the pandemic what sort of prompted oh, that or do you no, wish absolutely. that you it had had a pet sooner you know, like, that to help you write out the rougher parts? Of, I mean, not that it, everything's back to normal. It's not, of course, but.
1: Not sooner, um, because I was weighing it off and on for a couple of years. I have stuff mm. at the house oh, I don't want wow. a cat okay. to scratch up. You know, <laughs> that's mm. part of it. And then another part of it was, like, well, I have the emotional resources to do this. Right. You know, to be with a kitten, to be with a cat. Because I don't think you should just have an animal in your house that you're not interacting with. Right. Um, And so this cat is on my lap a lot between me and the the laptop. It's a very interesting Mm. thing to adapt to, but I'm really enjoying this honeymoon period. Mm. Really, very much so.
0: (laughs) Before he he turns on you and things get really complicated and difficult. The the notion of being (laughs) –
1: the the notion of rudinized cracks me up because I'm like, time to feed the cat. Uh, And I'm getting them on a schedule and reading about kittens and what they should eat and the shots and all of that. And mm-hmm. so it's a whole new cultural, um, it's a new culture in my house. But there's a being here. There's a nice energy here. Yeah. And so I like that. You know, And I like it that he's yeah. not afraid of everything or um, too standoffish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's pretty warm, so. Right. That's great. That's yeah, great. I'm very happy, Yeah
0: so our topic today is uh transitions so oh, uh, i thought it was okay for us to transition into talking about it um we came up with this you know we were we were talking uh, about obviously we talked about the insurrection mm-hmm. you know, the last time we spoke and in a previous conversation that Seth and i had had Stephen mm-hmm. wasn't related to the podcast i had told him something that van jones i had heard say on cnn mm, um mm. and it's you know we've had our conversation about van jones i actually really used to like him i thought he was a pretty thoughtful pundit you know um talking head i think that's shifted somewhat i mean as trump has wrecked uh nearly everyone's ability to think critically mm, um mm. I, I feel like van's van jo- jones has also suffered from that
1: yes. um
0: but but that being said, he did he did say something on the day uh, on January sixth that I thought was was pretty insightful. He said, "You know what we have to figure out right now is if are we watching something dying or are we watching something being born? You don't know when things are in transition. No, you don't. Mm. I mean that's that's the thing. Like mm. that's the thing about transitions that makes them, you know, if you really see them with open eyes and depending on their scale, terrifying. Yeah, I mean just terrifying because you don't." You have no idea right. what's next. Um, isn't it so always I, a
1: combination of both? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but isn't no, no, it a combination? Just get, uh, yeah, done I and s- growing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's so. I thought it would be a nice way to we can sort mm-hmm. of put the tra- insurrection in those terms and sort of talk through that and then move on to transitions in other you know mm-hmm. contexts. Obviously, there's a variety of them. Uh, so, right.
2: so I have a question. Then, um, mm-hmm. great introduction. I want to say. So if we, and I think all three of us can agree that what we have in the United States of America is essentially, profoundly, an oligarchy with the sort of trappings of democracy. Like, I mean, you know... Mm-hmm. It, let's look at it on a continuum, right? So there's not, so it kind of there's an oligarchy kind of shading into de- democracy, or democracy shading into oligarchy. And I'm saying oligarchy because, mm-hmm. um, and I wish I could uh, call up from memory the precise title for this study that was carried out by uh, two principal researchers, I think, who are affiliated with Harvard not sure whether they were Harvard trained or they are hired or they're working there. But the, I, I, I'm pretty sure that both of you would have gotten wind of this study. came out a, a few years ago. It showed that for the majority of political constituents in the country, the mm-hmm. chances of them getting their representative, senator or congressperson, to take a meeting with them, hear their concerns, demands and act on it, and act on them, rather, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were, are much, much, much um, reduced from the um, prospects of them taking a meeting with a paid lobbyist, a corporate representative, to work on whatever it is that that entity wants to see realized uh, in law. The essence of it, the essence of what they found was that the people who are elected representatives, at least, at least in the Congress and Senate, right, Mm -hmm. Um, federal government, generally pay more attention to people who spend, who have money to spend, to Mm -hmm. essentially buy their time. Um, they will spend more of their political capital paying attention to those constituents and the ones who like actually voted them into office. So, okay, so, I, okay, we, so we, we can, we can I, argue yeah. about whether that's an ol- oligarchy or not. But this is my position. Okay, let me let mm. me put it that way. I, I, this is my position. I think it's that means that what we have is a democracy with, that shades towards oligarchy at least.
0: I don't. My, I don't. Uh, oh, don't I'm sorry. I'm sorry no, I don't, but I want you to. I thought you were finished with your no, point. No, I apologize. Wh- go, go no, ahead.
2: My question is, and, and we can argue that premise, but what, given what was happening now in government, right, with mm-hmm. people who are clearly white supremacists, who are clearly willing and able to use the mechanism of violence to get what they can't get. um, through the courts or through lawmaking. Um, What are we transitioning to if we are transitioning away from what we have right now? What, what, what is the next sort of stage in our, in the evolution of our government? Like Mm -hmm. what, 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 does it look like The Handmaid's Tale? Does it look no, like? No, no, okay, so what no, does it look yeah, like?
0: No, I, it, I, th- I, you know, I. This is what I w- was sort of alluding to at the beginning. I really do think Trump mm. has just completely distorted mm. our our mm. ability to perceive the world. Th- so that elites get greater access to elites is a truism of every. You know, sort of post-tribal hierarchy in the last, you know, seven thousand years. Okay, it's it's not weird that people with money have better access to people with money.
2: I but it's not. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Travis, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's an anomaly. What I'm saying, what I'm arguing is that they the people with money are the ones who actually get the laws made. Okay, so th- well,
0: this is. I I have a. I have a second point to this. So okay. I, I we can critique that. We should fight against that. We should struggle against that. We should not assume that this is just the way it is. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. No fucking lobbyist in America wanted Trump to be elected president. It, <laughs> he was an absolute... Dis- I mean, not no. Of course, that's an exaggeration. Right. But the mm-hmm. bulk of those people, Trump was the is the is the gorilla at the table who doesn't know how to use the right fork. Right. No one wanted him except now the people that are in, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, these kind of people mm-hmm. who have capitulated. Right. Mm-hmm. Because again, something we've talked about on the podcast, Trump's central insight is this, that people are weak. Mm-hmm. And that they do not, that most of them do not have the the courage of their convictions because they don't have any strongly held convictions.
2: Mm.
0: Now, I don't want to buy in all on that. I think there's, I, I, that's too cynical for me. I won't go that far okay. with it. Of course not. But mm. that being said, I, I do think that our elected representatives are clearly as a class not a class of people with very strong convictions. Mm. And none of them wanted, they they didn't want Trump. They didn't want that. That was disruptive to their routines, that disrupted their lobbying. All of these, a number of American Express, Marriott, a number of uh, large companies have said no more corporate donations to people who supported uh, challenging Biden's right. election. Mm-hmm. Now- do I think in six months or a year that that's going to stay the same? No, right. but,
1: uh, but some of you even that, said that it, they were going to review it, it in six months. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, no, of yeah. course,
0: of course, of course. But but what I'm saying is that what the opposite of ineptitude is not perniciousness. Like they're mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. these people are not pernicious like white supremacists. They're mm. just like average to below average people who. Mm are in positions of power and I do think that that's incredibly dangerous I do think that the I do think that the country is I I I feel blind to the transition the reason I say no to the handmaid's tale is because you had so a Trump lost by 8 Million votes, right. he lost. Right. Seven thousand people of two hundred thousand people were anywhere near the capital. Right. The number of people that are that committed to a white supremacist ideology is pretty small in this country. But you know what's not is hysteria, right. and every no, no one, no one trusts each other. No right. one trusts each other at all, right. at all. Right. And that is what is terrifying to me because, it, you know my sort of area of interest historically is like what gets all these damn people together to feel like it's safe to be around each other in the first place. Mm. Like why do you, why do you, or I mean, Seth, you're not a resident of New York anymore, but, um, but you lived there for years. Most of your formative years were in that city. You're surrounded right. by, you know, 10 million people. You Changes. don't know. Right, yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I
0: mean, that, that should be a threatening environment for, mm. for a social primate, but it's not. And you end up trusting all of these people around you to not be violent towards you or unscrupulous, mm. whatever. And we have completely wrecked that very delicate chemistry. Mm. Um, or maybe alchemy is a better word mm. for it. So, Or I feel like we are in the process of wrecking that.
1: Or I, I'll go or, with that because I think that – the because the point of reference is not mm. – It's always been or it's becoming something
0: better is the last thing I was going to say. Or it's becoming something better. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: I was thinking about the tensions, right? The tensions are always there in New York City. If we're going to use that as an example Mm -hmm. of Mm. something possibly popping off, right? Mm -hmm. Depending Mm -hmm. on where you are and who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there was something you said earlier about um, the weak, right? You know, the central tenet of Trumpism is the weak, the weak, the weak. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to reframe that and think of vulnerable and mm. vulnerability, because mm. there's a softness there that we don't really respect in people. People mm. want to believe, and they want to feel something, and they want to matter. And here comes the cat. Mm. Um, <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent
0: timing. So you've got a good sidekick. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> it's funny. Like meow,
1: meow, 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 meow. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and I think of this. So I was thinking about vulnerability as a strength versus a weakness, in mm. the ways, but the way that we see if, if you want to prey on people, then you're thinking of them mm. as weak, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the it's what you put on them mm. versus what they are. And I think that when we say, you know, people don't have the courage of their convictions, first of all, it depends on whether or not they have any convictions and what they're doing on the mm-hmm. day-to-day to not simply to go to just to survive, but just what's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we've lived, I mean, the last four years felt like 40 years. Trump was tweeting yeah. 9,000 times a day. Mm-hmm. The, um, the children in cages, people in cages, mm-hmm. and other things. And so there were all these things coming at us. You know, There was no time to rest, no time to like pull back and go, at least we have a period of, no, there was none of that.
2: Right, and yeah. I
1: think that I have a lot more, I'm not looking at everyone, everyone at the Capitol as being um, crazy marauders. I'm looking at them and going, what's in them that's in me? Hmm. And I refuse yeah. to not let, that, you know, or to be too cynical about it, and trust me, cynicalness. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's earlier when you were like, ineptitude versus uh, uh, white supremacy or prudence. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I don't have time to cherry pick. They're coming at me with a gun. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> And also, like, I think about Sarah Sanders, H- Huckabee, Huckabee Sanders, yeah. and she's running for office in Arkansas, and I feel like yeah, mounting yeah. a campaign yeah. against that crazy person myself. Right. right, So I think about how we see these things happening, and that Democrats, in some cases, cases don't seem I don't I think I think it's the, the slow wheels of government and also a misunderstanding of what the democrats can do. They don't have a supermajority, they have a majority. Mm-hmm. And so there's certain things that need to go through everybody
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: be voted on. But mm-hmm. you can't make promises like $2,000 checks or $14,000 I mean for $1400 checks and $2,000 right. checks. You have to be really thoughtful because Biden I think right now is setting the stage for him being seen as weak mm-hmm. and him being seen as inept and that the republicans are like you're
0: saying a uh, qu- uh, question is a point of clarification mm-hmm. so you're saying that biden's current actions will end up making him look weak or you're I, saying i'm thinking oh, no, i'm sorry.
1: saying we're still watching i'm still ah, on Bi- okay, biden okay. watch but mm-hmm. i think that if you're making campaign promises You need to be really kind of like on them because people needed some kind of relief. And I think that telling people you're going to get a $2,000 check, Warnock, I think that was part of his campaign, you know, and you don't do this when people are suffering the way they're suffering, people are going to, you know, people are going to turn off, just turn the fuck off and like same business as usual. You know, so same business. I,
0: I I want to just clarify one tiny thing, and then Seth, you can mm-hmm. go. It'll sure. take t- in ten seconds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the the distinction I would draw between weakness and vulnerability is weakness is when some someone pretends that they are not. And and that, that oh, is, okay. then that is a better description of our most of our elected representatives, right. and may not be an apt description of people. And I because right. okay. I'm with you on that. I do think I don't think most people are necessarily weak, um, but I do think weak. a lot of people in power actually are. So I'm right. sorry. So. Oh, definitely.
2: That's I mean, a, that's I, a great that's a great clarification. I love that. Mm-hmm, yeah. I like thank that. thank you idea. for that. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back to something that we had said. I think on the podcast maybe two months ago, which is, um, or rather something that Travis said on the podcast about two months ago, which is, uh, I think, on the lead-up to the election, so that's not two months. Um, yes, everyone, I, I actually can't do math um, sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, I'm surprised you even tried, because I can't remember months in that way. Like, I just like, I don't know, is that last year? Like, when was that six months well, ago? Well, it, it
2: what you said stuck with me, because you said it with such fervor and And I thought at the time insight, but I don't actually don't think you're you're right about this now. But but let's revisit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think you had said something like you were sure that once the elections were over and Mm -hmm. the constitutional crisis that we had at the time was resolved, and that Trump was out of office, that you thought that the fever would break, that the sort of hysteria and craziness around. The I did? yeah, around the COVID 19. Oh, you,
0: yes, around COVID 19, right? Well, yeah, you uh, said uh,
2: that you thought uh, that it would just like do once, you look at the uh, how no, many no, no, stories are
0: about COVID 19 now?
2: No, 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 right, no, the numbers are going down now. No, now, no, no, no,
0: what you no, no, the stories about it, the, the stories about COVID 19. If you open up the New York Times, if you open up CNN, if you open uh-huh. up the Washington Post, if you uh-huh. open whatever, mm-hmm. and you look at the top of what used to be above the fold, okay, COVID 19 is not really overrepresented anymore. It's just not like, it's like the, I, I'm not saying they're not talking about it at all, no, but they the, definitely the, are, yeah. the fever mm-hmm. pitch. So Gavin Newsom ends the, I mean, we, we can, that would take us too far afield, but mm. a, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I would say that experience has has borne me out on that. Where I did get it wrong is I said I wondered if after the election right. it wouldn't shift. And it didn't take the election, it took Biden being seated. Right. But it's mm-hmm. just not
2: a dominant story right now. I don't mean that I actually it, think it still is. I think they're mostly like most like when I read the news every day. And I think you're right. There, there are other stories like the freaking insurrection, and um, <laughs> and our in, our inept responses to that. But it feels like COVID nineteen still very much is like it's right there. It's like it's not the number. It's not the number one story, but it's like the
1: number three or four story.
2: Mm-hmm. And, Am I and not right?
1: necessarily so. I mean, the, so what I want to go back to is. Three or four, maybe, but okay. Do you it, was, feel like it was one, 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 but sorry. Okay, okay. Your um, calling of that was based on the fact that you felt that the hysteria around it was driving the news cycle as a what, – what, what were your thoughts? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So my, so my feeling was that the, the media hysteria around it was self-generating. Mm. Okay. Um I, I don't know you know this starts to take us down a, a a rabbit hole I don't want to go too too far down because mm. I think it'll it'll derail the conversation. Okay. I'm not trying to be careful about it it's just I don't think I would I would lay money on the fact that in 2 years, 3 years, 4 years when mm. we can see with some sobriety and distance mm. what has happened. In 2020 leading into 2021, mm-hmm. that this will rate as one of the, sort of the great hysterias of the modern era.
2: Mm.
0: When you look at the absolute and total ineffectiveness of mm-hmm. the various procedures that we attempted, I would challenge any, I mean, this is where I think the news was completely distorting about it. So mm. if something bad happened in South Dakota, North Dakota, Texas, or Florida, it mm. was everywhere. If something bad happened in California, which for months led the nation in COVID infections and deaths mm. and had the hardest, soonest, and longest lockdown in the United States, mm. California was barely in the news, at least in the in the news that I read, Washington Post, New York Times. Occasionally, it'd be like, you know, what's driving infections in California? True, true, and of true. course, it would be, oh, well, the people there aren't really wearing masks. Sure, And then, except that, you know... I, I live in Orange County. It's one of the more conservative places in the state. And I can tell you anecdotally, Mm. in Orange, which is a very conservative Mm -hmm. area, like the police were sitting in an outdoor cafe and eating when there was not supposed to be any outdoor dining. Mm. Yet, 90, 80% of the people were wearing masks. Mm. Most people were giving each other wide berth when they were Mm. passing on the sidewalk, like Mm. apologizing to one another if their kid got too close. It's just it's bullshit. It's a, Mm. it's absolute, like the reporting on it is to, I, and I don't use that word very often or that strongly, but I, I absolutely Mm. like with unshaking conviction, the reporting on this was total bullshit.
2: Mm.
0: Like where's Sweden? Like, Sweden's in the news. If things are bad, Sweden's not in the news. If things aren't, things are going fine there. Mm. It's just, it's, Mm. it's, it is absolutely The reporting around it was absolutely complete. Now, do I think it was conscious? No, I don't think it was conscious at mm, all. Mm. I think it was Foucault. I think it was the way social networks exert power on other social networks.
2: Mm.
0: And that's what. And that's what that was. <laughs> Stephen's cat launched himself. In. So there. there so mm. that's what I. I do think. Like I never. If I ever. Suggested that COVID wasn't real, that wasn't it. I do no, think no, it's no, real. I know you, a lot of I, I mean
2: No, I know you, know you weren't saying that. No, I know yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. I definitely, you know, it, my dad works in a hospital. My dad said he has never, ever I mean, he's been my dad's been working in the medical field for I mean, Jesus, fifty years. Mm-hmm. He said he has never seen a flu season like this so it's not just the flu like there's mm. not the the number of people at his hospital the number of beds that they've had to take over like that's a real thing absolutely 1000 percent for sure a real thing um but it is not uh the the media the mainstream media did not treat it carefully today's podcast is split into two parts you just listened to part one Uh, Please join us again next week uh, for part two. Thanks very much for listening.